everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mo's podcast. My name is Dimitra and today we're going to be talking about doing business in the Asia Pacific region and more specifically expanding your business into Australia and New Zealand. Joining me today is Mo's business development executive Britt Little. Britt is an expert in business expansion in these two countries, which is why I wanted her to join me today so she can tell you everything you need to know if you're considering expanding your company into this region. So welcome, Britt, and thank you for joining me. Thank you. Yeah, great to be here. I'm just going to ask you, Britt, if you can give a little introduction of yourself um, and just tell our listeners a little bit about what you do for Move. Cool. Yeah, of course. Um, so yes, as you mentioned, I am a business development executive over here in um, New Zealand. I'm based out of, but also cover Australia. Um, and essentially I connect with businesses and hear about their expansion goals. So how they want to expand their business into different markets. Um, particularly, I, I mostly work with Australian and New Zealand businesses wanting to expand overseas. Um, although if there are any clients we work with who um, need to meet someone on the ground over here, uh, then I also uh, occasionally will meet with them as well. Um, yeah, so I just share the different services that MOV um, offers and work out how to find the right service for the company wanting to expand. Yeah. Great, great. Now, one thing that um, I always hear, I mean, us that are not living in those countries that I always hear people say about New Zealand and Australia is obviously how far away it is. Um, you know, people always talk about how long, uh, you know, how long a trip it is to get there. So tell us, despite these countries being geographically distant, do you think that Australia and New Zealand's connections to these other countries are sufficient to present new opportunities for successful sort of business expansion? Yeah, well, um, Australia and New Zealand are very close to um, the Asia region uh, more generally. So um, lots of, you know, tech growth happening in Asia, lots of, um, yeah, many industries are growing in the Asia region. And so Australia and New Zealand is a great location to be connected to those parts of the world. Um, and then, yeah, once you're actually over here or have a presence over here, um, the country's own kind of economic growth in, in itself is um, something that draws a lot of businesses wanting to expand, expand here anywhere in their own right. So, yeah, there's lots of benefits um, regardless of, of the flight time. Um, and, yeah, yeah, it's a great place to, to explore. Right. Okay. And can you tell us, I mean, for every country, this is going to be different. Every country has its benefits, has its challenges, whether those challenges are, you know, they could be, you know, just setting up your company or moving and uh, hiring employees there or on a more personal level when sort of expats go into new countries and they bring their families along and so on. What would you say, and you can talk about the country separately because obviously they are two separate countries, although mm -hmm. they may have a lot of um, similarities. What would you say are some of the greatest benefits and some of the greatest challenges that a company should consider before expanding into these, um, into this region? 
Yeah, for sure. Um, so, I mean, Australia and New Zealand are both ranked very highly for their um, livability. Um, and, you know, New Zealand, for example, is voted, I think, one of the most democratic countries to live in. And Australia is very similar in, in culture and policy and things like that as well. Um, and they're also ranked very highly as a place to do business. So, yeah, there's so many benefits um, to doing business here. Um, and in terms of challenges, though I guess it's like exactly what you say that the distance away um, from your your home offices if you're not based on this side of the world um, and then uh, yeah I think for any kind of remote team or, or even expatriate there's there's always going to be challenges of moving abroad um, but yeah I, I feel like the the lifestyle and um, the opportunity that these regions offer um, really make it a, a, a great choice and a great place to um, to enter and, and build here yeah great and you mentioned that obviously the, the um, livability is rated very high over there does that include the the sort of the standard of living yeah so I think um, when I was looking into this recently um, London is quite similar. The UK is quite similar to the living standards in Australia in particular. Um, New Zealand is a little bit more expensive just because it's a small island nation. Um, so, you know, things like groceries and, and all of this stuff and, and logistics across two different islands um, uh, drive up prices a little bit. Um, but yeah, in terms of cost of living quite similar to um, the UK for Australia and a little bit more for New Zealand yeah and what would you say about these countries would attract um, highly skilled workers yeah um, well yeah the beach culture the way of life um, yeah there's many many international people um, want to migrate to these two different countries for that particular reason um, yeah the, it, it's just a it's a it's an awesome way of life um, and we see lots of businesses wanting to expand here because of that yeah and I mean we I mean that's what people talk about when they talk about those countries is how beautiful um, the the weather is the seasons the beach the wildlife I, I mean I just think it has so much to offer you sort of have everything you have on the one hand you have the beaches on the other you can find sort of um, the mountainside and just a large variety of sort of things that you can activities that you can do in those countries as well absolutely yeah we have some of the the world's best coveted hikes um yeah lots lots um to do on this side of the world for sure um and then the pacific islands are very nearby or indonesia is very close and southeast asia and all those beautiful um connected places as well so yeah it's really fantastic for that um and then obviously just the industry growth and tech and agriculture and all these other um sectors that do really well here Great. Well, now that you mentioned that, I, I'd like to ask you, what would you say are some of the sort of strongest industries at the moment or perhaps the fastest growing industries over there? Hmm. Yeah. So um, tech is definitely a really big um, industry over here. So in... Um, in 2021 in New Zealand, um, it was about a $13.9 billion industry. And in Australia, um, it's quite similar, well, quite similar, but a lot more due to its size at like 38 billion. So yeah, tech is really huge. Um, you know, we also have um, quite a thriving nonprofit um, industry in New Zealand and Australia as well, which kind of follow suit. I think New Zealand ranks 
the highest amount of charities per capita as well. Um, and then obviously we have um, a really great agricultural business here in New Zealand and Australia um, with really well-known brands and um, trusted brands in those spaces, as well as tourism um, are, are also quite high-performing industries here. So, yeah. All right. Sounds great. I know, like I said from the beginning, these are two different countries, although they have very simil- uh, a lot of similarities. But what would you say, if there are any, uh, any main differences between the two countries and differences that um, companies looking to expand there should be aware of? Mm, sure. Yeah. So I also meant, uh, already mentioned kind of the cost of living uh, slight difference there. Um, the other, yeah, other things to be aware of would be um, obviously they're both um, colonized countries. So there's um, different um, first peoples in each country. Um, in New Zealand, Aotearoa, we call them Tangata Whenua, people of the land, and that with Māori culture and people. Um, and then in Australia, it's um, uh, Aboriginal, Indigenous um, people as well. Um, and yeah, both countries will have different ways that they um, blend in those um, those cultures and um and you know yeah there is quite complexity here in New Zealand around like land use uh, to do with um uh, first peoples here and and how the government has um kind of legally navigated that so you know if you're a business thinking about um getting into like land purchase or, or things like that um it's something to consider um and yeah even things like some businesses here will have uh, multicultural greetings uh sorry uh, in terms of like language um uh, via like business communications um, and I know in Australia they're bringing a lot more of that um, in uh, as well so yeah I think that can be um, quite big differences um, and there's yeah there's there's quite a few other things but um, generally those are probably the main ones that would, would stick out um, yeah great okay and I want to ask you specifically about one of Mo's uh, services, which are which is our employer of record service, um, which is you know something that uh, a lot of companies are looking for nowadays. A lot of companies that previously didn't know about that this service you know existed that was it was a possibility, and now are sort of getting to know more about it. Can you tell us from you know just from your I, I want to hear from your perspective what are the benefits of working with an employee of record such as Mulve in New Zealand or in Australia and how does this cooperation reduce the burden on companies that want to expand? Yeah absolutely um so you know, if you're wanting to test out a market, employer of record is a great way to do that. If you're not quite sure how your business will go in Australia or New Zealand, um, that can be a great service just to to dip your toe in, have a worker or a few workers over here, um, test it out, and then you basically can sidestep um, having to figure out the employment law by yourself, having to figure out the company law to set that all up. Um, so it just creates a very ease of um, play 
experience for you um, because yeah the risks you know are anything from uh, being non-compliant when you're setting things up uh, losing time costs um, you know having to wrestle with all of the paperwork or misclassifying employees um, versus contractors because both you know like many countries um, around the world uh, there is laws that you want to classify your workers in the right way um, to risk not getting fines and things like that um, yeah and and just really it's it's that taking the pressure off yourselves I mean people have got so much to look out for when you're running you know big businesses or small businesses and it just takes one less thing off the plate yeah. yes exactly and you mentioned again a really great point there about misclassifying workers which is something that we've talked about a lot on our social media and on our website um, we've talked about it a lot recently because there's been some high profile cases on this and it's very important for companies to get it right, which is, like you explained, again, it's a great reason to, to work with an employer of record because obviously we know what we're doing. We know the different rules in every country, which, again, I think it's something that a lot of companies, even though it seems pretty logical, I think a lot of companies are surprised to see that each country does have their own rules. And um, you have to be very careful, you know, just because you operate they operate a certain way in one country doesn't mean they can do the same in another. Absolutely. Now, finally, I just want to ask you if you had sort of any general advice for any company, any company that's looking, that's in New Zealand or Australia, looking to expand overseas. And then again, vice versa, any company that's outside wanting to uh, move into New Zealand or Australia, what's, what's some sort of general advice that you would give to them? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, the first thing would be definitely to do your research and understand um, how you want to test out if the market is going to be um, profitable and thriving for your business. Um, so, yeah, obviously great ways um, can be to trial um, or, or use an employer of record service, as we've mentioned, um, or, you know, conduct some other form of market testing or research to ensure it'll work um, coming over here. Uh, so I'd say that um, and then I would say just yeah making sure you're doing research in other areas if you do take that route um, employment law um, visas and immigration law and just making sure really across that so whether that's with MOV or that's with the provider or with whether that's doing your own research just make sure you're fully confident um, that you're going to be entering in a very compliant way um, and not be one of these big stories we hear about um, in the media yeah and can you just clarify for anyone that's listening that's worried that you know we say that you want to test the waters in these countries you want to see you don't want to sort of um commit to it and and set up your own entity but instead you want to use an employer record to sort of test the waters some companies might have the concern that um you know well I, I i just you know i don't have a lot of employees i'm a small company and i just want to sort of employ one or two people is that possible or is this solution only for those companies, um, those much larger multinational companies that have a lot of employees? Yep, so it works for either. So um, a small a small team, one person or a big a big team. So yeah, either way works. Um, and yeah, the other thing I was going to mention um, earlier is that the other thing of doing um, business in these areas is 
is how relational it is over here and how people like um, building relationships and especially New Zealand being so small so yeah I think if even just one person or, or a few people over here um, if you're really built on building those relationships as well that would be another great strategy point great that's a great thing that's a great uh, point to highlight and also another concern that uh, we often come across is short-term versus long-term projects so again some companies might think that uh, their project is just short-term maybe a few months long so this service wouldn't be possible for them but can you again can you explain how that works Yeah, so we have options to either have um, short-term contracts or long-term. Of course, we'd have to make sure that the person you're hiring um, has the legal right to work in New Zealand and follow that process. Um, But yeah, generally we we do offer solutions if you want a long-term or a short-term worker. We would just guide you um, on what the best, most compliant route was to make that happen. Yeah. And again, we work with, you know, can be a company from any industry. I know you mentioned some of the ones that are sort of stronger in New Zealand and Australia at the moment, but we work with clients from, I believe, probably over 100 um, different industries. And can you tell us from the, the clients, the people that you speak to, the companies that you speak to, would you say that they range in the sort of work that they do? Yeah, absolutely. So we work from anyone from the education sector, from um, the tech sector, from non-profit, from business services. Um, so it really completely varies. Um, and yeah, it's it's just fantastic to, to see so many different industries um, using this service and getting the benefits from it, um, both in this region and in this region's business looking yes. outwards as well. Exactly. That's great. And I think it's also important to highlight that um, you said that you've worked with NGO clients before and we do as a company have a lot of NGO clients. And I think that goes to show that um, this service is affordable and accessible by, you know, all companies. Again, going back to it's not something that's super expensive that only big multinationals can have access to. We work with a lot of NGOs who obviously have limited um, resources and, you know, limited uh, finances. So if they're able to, to use a service, then really any company can. Would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I think everyone um, can have the benefit from it. Um, and we see that from a range of, of clients who work with us yeah well Britt I mean there's always a lot more that I can ask you but I think we've covered some of the main points that I wanted uh, to cover today Uh, so thank you so much for your time and um, you know hopefully we'll have you on again on another podcast in the future to tell us a little bit more today I I just sort of wanted to cover the basics of those uh, two countries perfect yeah thanks for having me thank you very much talk to you soon thanks